welcome to CXO, a magical podcast to help you serve better and concoct experiences that are superlative in nature. I'm your host, Supriya Sharma, bringing to you in each episode didactic nuggets so you can get inspired to sprinkle stardust in your company, your home, and the community on the whole. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest to you, Claire Boss Scott. She is number three top global customer service guru, author of three books, with a number one Amazon bestseller, Bistry Creator, an authority in the customer experience industry, and not to forget a marvelous keynote speaker who's spoken in over 20 countries. Amazing. Sharing virtual stages with CX celebrities like Ron Kaufman and Shep Hyten. She's also the winner of the Institute of Director Award. Welcome to CXO, Claire. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, hello, everybody. And thanks for having me today. How exciting it is to talk to you. Exactly. So we are. Are we ready? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's fire away. Um, it's, uh, uh, you know, customer experience has been my passion for the last, gosh, how many years? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think um, my dad had a restaurant, you know, so when I was little, I was carrying plates since the age of about seven. So I, I think you either love it or hate it, you know, that kind of, ser- you know, service in, in your in your body. And, and then I kind of grew up into that industry. And, you know, the last obviously 12 years, I've been doing a lot more work in terms of mystery shopping, customer experience, employee experience, um, and, you know, launching new things this year as well. So it's uh, it's something I'm very, very passionate about. And I think whatever situation we are, whether we're normal time, pandemic time, before, during or after, we need to look after our customers, you know, and mm-hmm. To be able to do that, we need to look after our employees, you know, because our employees will look after our customers. So, you know, we can't have one without the other. So let's uh, let's share and, you know, have a look at uh, how we could do that. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned we need to look after our employees so they can look after our customers very well. As Richard Branson also says, because right. happy employees, happy customers. Right. Happy bottom line, right? Happy bottom line. <laughs> okay, you know we, you know we forget that you know our employees' wellness and happiness is directly connected to our profitability. You know, mm-hmm. you got a happy employee, they will come, they will be inspired, they will sell, they will be engaged, they will want to learn more, they will develop themselves, they won't want to go anywhere else. So you're saving so much money by caring for your employees, and then they'll make more money for you. I mean. <laughs> it oh, just that, so simple. That, that's so interesting. That's so interesting. Now we are talking about money, and that's the reason we are into business to make money. Okay. Before we actually get there, before we actually get there, let me ask you this, uh, because this often comes to my mind: this causality dilemma of the chicken and the egg. You know, which came first? Was it the chicken or the egg? So, which came first, the ex or the cx? The employee experience came first, or the customer experience? 
Well, I think they're both the same. I mean, of course you can't have, you know, a business without customers. Um, and, and, you know, as a, as a solopreneur myself, you know, I'm the only one serving the clients, right? So I don't need employees. So, you know, in my case, you know, my customers will be the first one, but I may have teams around and I may have people who support me to be able to serve those customers. And so, and I still need to be myself in a good shape, in a, in a, in a, 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 a good, um, a happy, engaged, you know, mm-hmm. um, myself to be able to serve the customers so you know when you're looking at solopreneur we may have that kind of dilemma but you know when you go a large organization well you know you can't serve if you're not doing it yourself you're going to have a team and your team needs to look after your customers so you know i think it's yes it's a bit of a, a question which you know um just I think it's a question just so we we ask questions. <laughs> I think, you know, we're wasting a bit of time asking that. You know, if you have an organization and you have employees, you need to look after them. If you're an organization and you're on your own, you need to look after yourself so you can, you know, deliver that great service. <laughs> so how do I look after myself? Imagine I'm a solopreneur or, or imagine that I'm a part of a team in a large multinational organization. And uh, I had a fight back at home early in the morning and then I come to the office. I'm not in a very good mood, but then I have to interact with customers and I don't want it to reflect in that interaction. What do I do in that case? Well, you come and see me and I'll teach you all the tools. <laughs> and I think, you know, this is something that has kind of uh, triggered over the last um, 12 months for me. Uh, my business was very much focused on mystery shopping, customer experience, uh, employee experience, training. Um, and March came and I basically I lost all my business in three days. And it was like, okay, what am I going to do now? And, you know, because businesses were firefighting and customer experience didn't seem or customer service didn't seem to be a priority. Although you think that, you know, they would want to look after their customers even more. Um, And it made me refocus even more on employees and on their well-being and on how do they actually managing those times as well and come back to let's care for them let's care for you so you can care for others you know as as a mother as a as a solopreneur as a leader as a father you know you need to be able to look after yourself so you can look after others and so you know um a lot of the things have um, developed in terms of actually our environment and how our environment affects us so we need to understand our, our state of being how we feel affect how we think and affect how we behave so like you said you come back from the plane you're tired you're not in a great mood you don't really want to be speaking to anybody and you're going to be hiding behind a desk or behind something so you're not talking to anyone right um and so to change that you need to change one part of that state of being either your way to feel or the way you think or the way you behave so you could be just as simply going to the toilet and start smiling at yourself 
This is a very, very simple exercise, right? Where it is so powerful, right? You start smiling at yourself. You're going to feel a bit silly to start with. And after a couple of seconds, you're going to say, ah, here you are. There's a smile that I like thinking and seeing in myself. And straight away, you start changing the dynamic between your state of being. You could be, you know, uh, doing things with your body and your engagement so you could be going outside maybe walking on the grass if you got some grass taking some big deep breath in and out to really kind of you know change that energy that inner energy in yourself so you can reposition yourself recenter yourself and be back in into a mode where you think okay i'm all right now i can go and you know speak to people so those kind of techniques are very simple but we're not teaching them to people. You know, taking a mindful minute, right? Closing our eyes, letting everything go, you know, just bringing ourselves into a mindful minute will make the most fantastic changes in your behavior because suddenly you will forget all those bad things that happened to you, all those negative, you know, feelings that you may have had felt before and you will actually start recentering yourself and positioning yourself in that mode where okay i'm all right now i'm good you know so there's loads of different little techniques that we mm -hmm. could be teaching our employees to really feel better in themselves reframing words using positive reframes you know words in, in yourself so you can start thinking positive when you think positive you feel positive you behave in a positive way so reframing our words using different words which will mean something more positive will will affect as well how you you're actually behaving sure and don't you think we would have saved a lot of time and effort for our employers if these things were actually taught back in school right <laughs> <laughs> i raised my case <laughs> absolutely and it's interesting because i was talking to a mindful um, a mindful uh, teacher and she actually goes to schools and teach, you know, mindfulness and teach that, you know, and it's not about uh, meditation. I think a lot of people think about mindfulness as meditation, which there is a part of it. But, you know, it's about making people aware of what's around them, you know, making people uh, use their five senses. So what do you smell? What do you hear? What can you touch? What can you, you know, all those senses connect with you on an emotional level. So this is true for our employees and our customers, right? We've got two sides of our brain, our left brain in very simple way. I'm not going into which is the doing, the actions. Let's do this, let's do this. We've got conscious mind, we're going for it. And then we've got our right brain, which is the limping brain. And the limping brain, it's the feelings, it's the emotions. Hmm. It's the receptions, it's the subconscious, it's those guts feeling, those intuitions moments. So if we can teach our children, if we can teach our employees how to connect with their right brain, yin energy, I call it as well, because I talk about yin and yang, you know, when I talk ah, about okay. feng shui, mm -hmm. um, the yin energy is that connections on an emotional level. And so if you're connecting with your employees and you're doing things like diffusing beautiful essential oils in your place, having inspiring photos on your walls, 
engaging with your employees so they feel good in their workspace, they will do the same with their customers, right? It's just very, very powerful. And it's the same when we talk to, when we talk about that customer experience, how do you care for your employees? How do you show them that you care? Mm-hmm. Well, you connect with them on an emotional level. It's absolutely the same thing. You, tiny little things that you could do for your customers to make them feel good. Remember that feeling. This is really important. We need to make people feel good because when they feel good, they will want to come back to you. They will buy from you. They will recommend you to their friend and family. And the customer experience becomes so simple, right? Okay, so you're creating an environment for your employees to feel good. Your employee starts feeling good. They're going to be giving that great communications with their team. They're going to be working well. They're going to be giving great, amazing customer experiences. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. And I can actually start feeling great when I look at your background right now. <laughs> and you know, it's something that it's something that I've um, so I, I've, I've come out with a, a brand new kind of bishui. So you mentioned bishui um, in in the intro, and bishui is something that um, uh, people know me on customer experience, right? For the last kind of twelve years, mm-hmm. uh, but really o- over this, I was um, in secret, so I wasn't telling anybody <laughs> that I was doing feng shui. So you know the ancient principles, Chinese principles, mm-hmm. and I never told anybody because I've always thought people would think I've gone a bit woo woo kind mm-hmm. of things, right? <laughs> <laughs> customer experience and feng shui, mm, Claire, are you sure? But actually, I think this pandemic has really kind of brought something to the light that people need to be cared for. They need to have an environment to support them. When suddenly everything had drastically changed, we had to work from the side of the bed or kitchen table, and we were surrounded with, you know, maybe another five or six people working around you. And how can you really? deliver great service in those conditions, unless you are giving the tools to do that, right? And again, it's very simple things that have been practiced for the last 5,000 years by the Chinese. Why not giving a more holistic approach to our employee experience and our customer experience? You know, really kind of bringing some things that very simply can make you feel good. We all want to be happy in life, don't we? Um, so this is what it's about great at giving that amazing service does that make sense absolutely it does and uh, talking of this chinese principle of feng shui i'm also reminded of uh, a quote by confucius which says there is one word which may serve as a rule practice for all one's life and that's reciprocity now you know why do i mention of this here it's because I want to transit our conversation to the left brain. We've been talking about the right brain and we now move on to the left brain. Now, what kind of reciprocity do I want to talk to you about? About the opportunities that we create for our employees. How, so how can companies actually go ahead and create or rather uh, uh, make their employees feel confident that their employer is willing to uh, cater to their professional growth? And they are not just being dedicated to a particular work for maybe one year or two years, but the employer is dedicated towards developing them professionally in a long-term 
uh, kind of basis. So how can companies actually go ahead and do that? Well, there's one big, one big, it's not a secret. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> should be you doing it. But this is called values, right? Uh-huh. The company's values and my own values as an employee, how are those values aligning each other? Are they aligning? Are they completely aligned? And a lot of the time you're recruiting people to filling a space, hmm. a, a position. Let's, let's take more time for that recruitment. Let's take more time to look at the values of the person. Let's take more time. Are they going to really align themselves? Because even if you're you know, taking somebody on and they seem good on paper, if their values aren't aligned, it will go another way at one point or another. And, and it's really looking at the employee experience at every touch point. So we talk about touch points, mm-hmm. you know, in the customer experience, but what are the touch points in your employee experience? So from the sourcing to the recruiting, the pre-boarding to the onboarding, the segmentation, the profiling, really understanding who they are, what do they like, what don't they like. Mm-hmm. It's no point to put, for example, have a reward planning and give somebody something and they, they're not inspired by this, but inspired by something else. Get to know your employee on a person, personal level, you know, and then offer that development, that training, really kind of have a program so they know they can move forward. They're inspired, they're empowered by to do it. And then, of course, you'll have retention, referrals, because they'll feel you know, part of it, they'll be loyal to the company. So they will want other people to come and work for them. And and then, you know, you can celebrating success again. Those are the kind of things that we kind of, you know, forget. Celebrating success, the things that we're doing right, little, little things that we're doing right, that little pat on the back, that thank you word that, you know, um, sometimes is forgotten by manager. And sometimes employees, that's all they want. They want to know that they've done something right. Um, they need to feel as part that they belonging, right? And this is a big, big part of it. You know, 98% of highly engaged employees say that being part, belonging to their company is the sense that it really is going to get them motivated and inspired and engaged into the company. So we need to create that sense of belonging, mm-hmm. you know, our values in the middle and making every part of the employee touch point an experience where they're connecting on an emotional level. And once you're creating that, mm-hmm. this is just amazing. Sure it is. And how can we use the data that we have from all these data or social media platforms? Like we have our touch points, we have our omni-channel strategy, they work hand in hand. We have a lot of data which is available through Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, the way customers interact with us, not only external customers, but yes, our employees also. So uh, how can we use this data, first of all, to enhance the employee experience that we want to create in our organization? Yeah, I think it's very important and especially, you know, when we, in things that I was talking about, assessing. So we need to assess our people, really understanding where they are this moment in time. Um, And there's things that we can assess, like the profiling. So we were talking about profiling Mm -hmm. to understand who they are, what do they like, what don't they like. So using that data to personalize the different strategies that you have in the environment asking the right questions so you know again miss 
mystery shopping and market research is something that I've been, you know, doing quite a lot uh, over the last uh, decade. Um, and sometimes we ask the wrong questions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, and the employees feel that perhaps, you know, they they need to answer this. So, you know, it's, you know, because then it feels good, you know, uh, but really we're not asking the deep questions and those feeling questions, those emotional questions that this is what will come out um, during the pandemic, after the pandemic, things that, you know, how are you really feeling today? And, you know, if we are able to really get that information from our employees, if they trust you enough to answer truly how they're mm -hmm. feeling, and then you're doing something about it. You know, it's no point to be assessing, having thousands of data everywhere, and you're not doing anything about it, you know? And this is, you know, this is kind of huge, huge part of it where, you know, you're ticking a box, oh, we've done, we've done our survey for the year. <laughs> and you're like, for the year, you've done a survey for the year. Don't get me wrong, it's amazing that you're doing a survey for a year, but, you know, your employees are changing on a daily basis <laughs> they're changing on a weekly basis mm -hmm. you know if you're not asking them the right questions more regularly you are not going to be able to pick up on things that they need from you so they can deliver that great service you need to be able to ask them those questions more regularly so assessing then you can develop some strategies mm -hmm. then you can implement the strategy or train people with the strategies and then you're measuring so then we come back to mystery shopping and we come back to you know those kind of measurements you know to understand you know how things have been working in you know if when you're developing a new strategy so this kind of four step assess develop implement or train mm -hmm. and then you will measure, measure that's it and then you start again because it's a virtual circle right <laughs> <laughs> that's so simple and you you simplified it with a four-step process and my key takeaway here is personalizing the whole experience using the data mm. that, yeah, that's absolutely. the kind of experience we want to create for our employees or for our patrons mm -mm. Claire, absolutely you know i want to have one secret from you for my audience here <laughs> And don't worry, I'm not going to ask you any more secret questions. Just this last one. Based on this, Shui, tell us an energy secret that we can use as organizations to balance our employee experience and our customer experience. Um, okay, so one secret. Oh, one, one, one secret. There's just too many, really. <laughs> Um, there's too many, but there's one thing that, you know, as an organization, perhaps one thing that we kind of forget and obviously everything is energy around us, right? So we need to really kind of create an energy where we feel good, right? So this is kind of, we get that. If these energy gets stuck, you know, you kind of start having clutter, you kind of start having people who are procrastinating and, you know, doing those kind of things. So you need to kind of keep on top of that. But something that is very powerful, um, it's plant, right? 
okay so the chinese knew it you know they knew that you know they couldn't live outside they had to build the houses otherwise they'll get eaten by animals right <laughs> but they still wanted to bring nature inside so they create harmony so we want to create harmony in our home in our offices in our retail spaces everywhere you want to create that and a very simple way is five elements so you have water water feeds wood wood feeds fire fire feeds earth and earth feeds metal and then we come back to the metal feeds water so having five elements is a really powerful way to really create harmony in your home in your office in any way that you have and a plant can be doing that which is really powerful because plants help you breathe they release all those you know wonderful oxygens outside they actually absorb bad energy as well so with all the computers with all the um the uh, uh, emf electronic magnetic fields around us yeah, yeah. we have all those electric things while you know bumping at us plants around you will actually absorb those things hmm. they will bring the earth element bring the wood element if you have a metal pot that would bring the metal element into it you watering it so that's your water element and you could have you know a bit of fire around you could have maybe a red metal pot and that would be hmm. your fire right <laughs> but within one place yeah the, the plant pot plant is beautiful and you can take it everywhere at any time it really is uh, something that you know will make huge changes whether it's a home office or whether it's a large organization bring some plants into your home into your space and you will see the change yes I'm wonderful so, so i'm heading right away to the market to buy some plants thank you so much claire for being with us i'm not wasting a second anymore i'm heading right away to buy some plants for my office i don't have even a single one you see these flowers are artificial you got so, some yes. flowers there <laughs> i need to get the real ones it was it was a pleasure to have you on our show today thank you for joining thank you thank you so much bye everybody CXO with your host Supriya. I hope you enjoyed a dive into the nitty-gritty of customer experience. If you are committed to applying these ideas in the real world, stay tuned with me. Don't forget to check out all the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode, folks. See you next time.